Hello, and welcome to the Incredible Witness podcast. Today's episode is titled, The Futility of Arguing. I got on a train a few months ago and walked towards the back of it. There was an elderly person some 20 or 30 yards ahead of me, also making their way to the back of the train. Within no time I had caught up to them and slowed my pace as I was unable to get past them. The elderly passenger stopped just before entering a new carriage and was staring at something on the wall to her right. I waited for a moment, and as she made no further movement, I said, Excuse me. She turned around sharply and uttered, peevishly, Patience! A bit startled by the aggression in her tone, I responded by saying, I am being patient. She started walking for a moment, and then turned about to face me. You need to learn patience, she mouthed, glaring at me, evidently very irritated with me, for a reason that wasn't clear to me. I fired my eyebrows and stated, I am, and I'm still being patient. This seemed to really infuriate her, at which point she snapped, Oh, just fuck off. For a split second I debated saying something sarcastic like, That was very courteous of you, and, might I add, very patient. But I said nothing further to her. I had obviously annoyed her, and she was already annoyed, or she was already annoyed, well before our paths crossed and she was now beginning to irritate me. So I decided that there was no point in getting into a slanging match with an old lady. I suppose when I think about it, her age and gender weren't really important to me. The point was, it didn't matter who the person was, what possible benefit was likely to accrue from stoking the fire further. I'd like to say that I caught myself just at the right time, and had the presence of mind to end a row that was benefiting no one, and had the potential to become more unpleasant. But that wouldn't have been true, because at that point I had just begun to feel pissed off towards her. Fortunately, a young guy who had witnessed the incident called me and simply said, Leave it, man. It's not worth it. I told him I hadn't done anything to her. He said, I know. That was the start of my day, and there are lessons I have to learn from it. Reflecting back on the incident, I realised the whole incident, or whole thing, occurred within less than a minute. In that brief moment in time, tempers could erupt like a match thrown on petrol. This is no doubt how some of the worst incidents start, as a result of little or nothing. That temper and anger could have produced hateful consequences, and or resulted in me being angry, for as long as I allowed that emotional state to dominate me. I could have then gone on to take out my anger on some poor unsuspecting person who had the misfortune of coming into contact with me at that time. Another vital lesson was that there was no point at all in arguing with the person. For whatever reason, she would very likely have considered she was right to have reacted the way she did. And no amount of arguing with her, especially after she had begun to wind me up, was likely to have been fruitful. What I realised in hindsight was how important it is to be in complete control of your emotions and thoughts. That young guy caught me at just the right time. I'd wanted to argue my point. I considered I had done nothing wrong. I was in the right and and I had a right to say what I wanted to. That's where I was at, at, at the point the young guy called to me. How short-sighted was I? I was getting angry. 
and you can't think when you're angry. It didn't matter how right or wrong I was. It was never going to produce positive results. It was an exercise in futility. Now, what is the relevance of this when working with clients or when being cross-examined? Number one, remember how quickly and easily sparks become raging fires. I estimate the whole incident took about 30 seconds. It was such a small, insignificant thing, yet it had the potential to explode into something serious. How often is that the case with many of the arguments and conflicts we encounter and or produce in our life? Had I retaliated, had I said what was on the tip of my tongue to say, what could have ensued from it? One thing is certain, it is highly unlikely to have resulted in anything positive. I was not going to change her mind and influence her by the persuasiveness of my discourse, either angrily or calmly delivered, that she was wrong to have reacted so harshly to me. Instead, she would very probably have dug her heels in further and become more abusive. Number two, remember how crucial it is to remain in complete control of your emotional state. This point is, in my view, so vital that I want to emphasise its importance again and again. You see, when you're already in a stressful situation, it's just so easy to lose control and let little comments or remarks push your buttons or wind you up. When you're in the witness box, you can never afford to let this happen. Once you begin to allow yourself to slide down the path to becoming angry, it is invariably already too late, because it takes only a second to lose control. Once you have lost control of your emotions, it is very hard to recover your, your control, and consequently you are right where those cross-examining you want you to be. How can you listen attentively to questions put to you and have the presence of mind or poise to consider exactly how you would wish to answer the question and then do so when in moments of irritation and anger or rage? The simple answer is you can't and you will struggle to calm yourself down enough to even hear the next question that's been expertly designed to provoke and irritate you even further. Once you lose control, you're, you're fighting a losing battle in the witness box, and it's the same in life. So, if you're going to learn to do well in the witness box, one of the most fundamental things you need to be able to do is master your emotions. And you do this by creating a habit of continually being in control of your emotions, thoughts and feelings. Number three. Remember that you really, if ever, change someone's views, view by arguing with them. You have a much better chance of creating an enemy by arguing with someone than changing their mind. One of the important rules I stress and make sure I follow is never to argue in the witness box because it never benefits and always harms the way you present when given evidence. Bear in mind, you are not there to argue, you are there to give good evidence that you hope will positively influence the judge to value your evidence in preference to that of others. There is an important distinction that, is, that it is crucial that you grasp. When I say you should never argue in the witness box, I mean do not get irate and engage in any heated discussion. I do not mean you have to, dis you have to agree with whatever is being said to you. You can disagree, 
but do so in a non-threatening, non-abusive way, taking the time to back up and explain why you, dis you may disagree with the question you are being asked. No matter how aggressive or unpleasantly you are questioned by those cross-examining you, maintain your self-control and great attitude when responding. Number four, you never need to argue. You can often make your point without even disagreeing with the person cross-examining you. Let me give you an example that I hope will help will be helpful here. I was once being cross-examined following having written a court report within a very short time period. The cross-examiner asked, in a pleasant way, whether I had completed the report within two or three weeks. As his information was correct, there was no point in arguing with him, so I agreed that he was correct, although I had already grasped where his questions were likely to be leading me. He next asked, Would it be true to say that you were under considerable pressure to complete the report on time? Now, I could have attempted to deny the reality of the situation, but again, there was no point in lying, as he was correct, and so again I agreed to him. But I went on to add that I was always under considerable pressure to complete work within short time periods, so it was not a new situation for me. I added this information because I knew that his plan was to suggest that my assessment or conclusions were too hastily made, and that this resulted in me, in me making a mistake or, or errors. By commenting that I am always under pressure, I effectively sidestepped the trap he was leading me into. And it's important to note that I did this without even disagreeing with him. By pointing out that I was always under pressure, this prevented him from arguing that I had made an error or errors due to being rushed and under considerable pressure. Since I was stating that I was continually under this pressure, pressure and thus, this was not a new situation for me. The mistake many witnesses make is to disagree with those cross-examining them when there is no need to do so. When you do so, you present as defensive or argumentative, not qualities that show you up in the best possible light. Number five, where possible, seek to understand others, even or perhaps especially people you find annoying and who you may not like. This is such a valuable thing to try to do and it definitely sets you apart from almost everybody because so few people take the time to do this. When you do this, it changes the way you behave to others and the way they are likely to behave towards you. It helps you understand people more and in the process it helps you understand yourself better. To engage in this process develops your ability to be empathic. And empathy has been described as a master skill in relationships. The problem or difficulty lies in the reality that you will not always have an opportunity to be able to hear about and understand where another is coming from or what has led, led to them behaving in the way that they are. Sometimes you just have to accept that for whatever reason that person is not in a place where they are able to speak with you calmly and there will for all of us be times when that is true for us and when we will appreciate the patience and understanding shown by others. If when given your evidence you are able to demonstrate your ability to take the time to understand others' viewpoints, you invariably show up or present as much more coherent and worthy of being listened to and valued. I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you.